Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. There was a 19-year-old, and she was told she was infertile by her doctors, and she discovered she was nine months pregnant, and hours after they were like, hey, you're about to have this baby, she actually had the baby. And so she passed off her symptoms as period pains and quarantine weight gain. So we're always like, what happened? Did I gain any weight? Okay. And she did, but she was like, I thought it was just because of quarantine. I was eating. I was trapped in the house. Her name is Kate, a sophomore at the University of Toledo in Ohio. She had no idea she was carrying a baby for nine months. She said, yeah, I gained a little bit of weight. It wasn't a ton of weight. But she said, I also didn't eat healthy during the pandemic for the most part. She said she had light spotting throughout the entire pregnancy which she thought was her period. So it never occurred to her that she was expecting a child. And what makes it crazier, she had been told by a doctor she could not have a baby. So she was stunned. She went to the hospital. She's like, my stomach's killing me. And they're like, well, uh, brace yourself. It's time to have a baby that's in you. And now she has a son named Sebastian. But these stories, I'm always like, did they not gain weight? And she did, but I guess it was just a little bit of weight. She said it was really scary, but now she's just thankful that she went through it. She's blessed to have a son. And that story came from Daily Mail. And I'm on two sides. Part of me goes, how awesome that you just had the – you never knew you were pregnant. You just had the kid. That's just, that doesn't sound awesome at all. Yeah, it does to me. It's no. like you didn't go through any of that having a plan. You didn't have to – it's just all of a sudden, boom, you got a kid. Well, look at there. Let's, let's rock. The difficult part is is that all the stuff – that happened when you didn't know you were pregnant 
that now you have a kid that went through, well, I don't know, was she drinking? Yeah. yeah. Was she, you know, there's all of that that could happen. These babies, I've said it before, we should monitor them for years because they're going to be superheroes or really messed up. Yeah. Physically cool. and have to like bounce back from that. One of the two. Superhero would be pretty cool though. That'd be awesome. Like if all of a sudden we have like four <laughs> superheroes and they go through and they're like, what do you guys have in common? You don't even know each other. And they all are like, well, you know, I'm from, I'm from Ohio. No, that's not, that's not for me because I'm from New York. Well, I'm a guy. No, that's not. I'm a, I'm a girl. I'm like, well, my mom didn't know she was going to have me. Oh, my Hold God. On. And that's it. <laughs> and then there's one they can't find, but it turns out that's the villain. Oh, mm-hmm. that's Thanos or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. And she's got a plan of her own. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm writing it right now. That's funny. One of Amy's friends had a baby, didn't know she was having a baby. Yeah. In a toilet. Yes. She delivered it herself in her bathroom and then went that across the street. That would be so stressful by yourself. And got her mom and was carrying a baby and said, Mom, I need to go to the hospital. I just had a baby. Carrying a baby. And That's almost like the George Strait song. <laughs> carrying yeah. your love with me yes. for a baby. I mean, so she had support and family. Like the crazy part to me is not being able to have that time to get things ready, especially if you maybe don't have a good support system. I don't know her story or her case, but that's just wild to have to suddenly have. I mean, people that are so prepared are like, oh, now I have a baby I'm supposed to take care of. And to not be prepared, that is bonkers. I'd just rather do that, though. I'd just rather be like. No diapers, no milk, mm-hmm. no. Or like- I guess you breastfeed. But well, I would maybe. But I'd be like, <laughs> all right, here's here's your baby. I'm like, well, I didn't even know she was pregnant. Well, wow. Let's, figure it out. Yeah, we got, yeah. I'd rather have that happen. I say that, but I have no idea. <laughs> That's no idea. Thing. Yeah. It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Good morning, show. I've been getting my haircut from my friend for years. He's been doing a good job. I had an appointment with that same friend. Walked in 10 minutes early. 20 minutes later, he asked if I minded if another gentleman could cut my hair because he was running late. I get it. So, of course, I said no problem. The new guy gave me the best haircut I ever had. Even better than the one on my wedding day Mm. that my friend gave me. Dang. My question is, would you feel bad if you left your friend Mm. for another barber at the same shop? Mm. (laughs) <laughs> that's hard. I didn't know where that was going, but that's a tough, that's a tough <laughs> one. Uh, thank you. Sincerely, a man in need of a cut. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. No. I, I don't think you can. It's tough. Do you, how important is the friendship? Exactly. What's more important? You getting that good haircut every six weeks? Or how? Or Best haircut of his life, though. I know. Even better than his wedding day. Yeah. yeah. You think the friend will ever understand if you tell can you, your can friend? He, can he coach the friend? I don't think any of that is okay. – you just get a pick. It's friendship or haircut. Dang. And that is unfortunate. Now, what you could do is strategically, occasionally need a haircut when that friend is out of town. Since you know he's your friend and he's on vacation, there are certain <laughs> little pockets you can find. Yeah, or the day he's not working, yes. you, that's yeah. the only day you can yes. get a – yeah. You, you can do cool. that, but generally you have to go to the friend. Yeah. Um. But then that friend may come in and be like, I'll come in on my day off. Like Raymundo's does. No, no, no. Don't do that. Say that. No. No. I don't, I don't, I don't. That. no. The answer is you have to go to your friend and stick with him. But you can also at times find when he's not there mm-hmm. to set up. It's the only day you can go and go and get this other guy. Yeah. But it's friend. Like they say, friends over cuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a common Everyone term. Everyone says that. It's a common term in the neighborhood where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. 
All right, Amy versus Lunchbox. Amy will answer questions that Lunchbox should know. Lunchbox will do the same. Let's go, Amy. And if you miss it, he'll steal, but he'll probably get it because these are questions that he should know. Obviously. Phil Mickelson, Sam Sneed, Arnold Palmer are all famous for playing what sport? Golf. Golf is correct. Wow. Question number two. You put coolant in your car to keep it from overheating. The engine coolant reservoir is connected to what part of your car? I'll read it to you again. You put coolant in your car to keep from overheating. The engine coolant reservoir is connected to what part of your car? I don't know, the engine. Lunchbox. Radiator. Correct. Oh, it came out strong there. Dang, okay. Family. Ho, ho. <laughs> Amy. Today is National Mario Day, which honors the iconic character from the popular video game. It's March 10th. Looks like one, I.O. Mar- I.O. Mario. Oh, hey, right. 10th, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is Mario's occupation? What, like a handyman? A handyman is incorrect. Oh, boo. Lunchbox. Mario does what for a living? He has a job. I thought his job was to save the princess. Uh, Mario and Luigi work at the pizza place. Mm. Good guess. Incorrect. They are plumbers. plumbers. Yeah. Oh, plumbers. Handyman, plumber. Close. All right, one to one. Okay. Lunchbox, answer these questions. Yeah, I know the women, so I should know this. Olivia Wilde is dating who? Olivia Wilde. I'll give you a little more. Olivia Wilde is dating what pop star? Thank you. Olivia Wilde is dating... Oh, that guy. Um, Sean Mendez. Incorrect. Nope. That's not right. Amy? Harry Styles. Correct. Harry Styles from One Direction. Oh, but I, she's older, and that's right. That's why I read that, and I was like, dang. All right, Harry. Lunchbox, what's it called when you get streaks of a darker color put into a light-colored Hair. Oh, wait. Let me, let me read it again. What's it called when you get streaks of darker color put into light-colored hair? Darker, well, the other way would be called highlights. So these may be called nightlights. Um, I'll just call them highlights for the heck of it. Highlights. Incorrect. You're on the right path. Amy. Yeah, I just... Low lights? Yeah, low lights. Oh, so I was right with yeah, nightlights. Yeah, well, nightlights wouldn't have been right, but... <laughs> Yeah, close. Yeah, I was close. Lunchbox, what's the name for the drink that's just orange juice and peach schnapps? Peach schnapps? Schnapps. 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 It's got to be a soothing, sensational. Incorrect. Oh, Amy. A Bellini? Mm -hmm, A fuzzy navel. Oh, I oh, guess that's wrong. right. Bellini's peach. And but with champagne. the score of three to one, Amy wins Whoa. the first round of Amy versus Lunchbox. Nice job. All right, who do you want to thank, Amy? I, w- I would like to. Th- <laughs> I don't know. I think know. it's an award. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's this 11 year old Siberian husky named Sterling. 
He went blind three years ago. Well, his owners just got him his own service dog. So he's blind. He walks around, and now he's got a buddy named Walker, and they walk together, they play together, they hang out, and their parents started an Instagram account. So if you're looking for a feel-good account to follow, it's at Sterling and Walker, and the pictures are just the cutest thing you've ever seen. And the dog is blind, and he has... um like ski goggles. He wears ski mm. goggles because his eyes are messed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these two dogs did the, the whole time. That's really cool. Yeah, they stay together. They run, they eat, they sleep together. Like everything's all Does together. Does that mean Kayla's my service dog? <laughs> I guess so, in a weird we way. We do all that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of blind. Don't say that <laughs> to her. Ah, that's true. <laughs> don't say that to her though. What? Like, you don't need to be like. I am blind and okay. now we eat, we sleep. <laughs> yeah. we, same mm-hmm. stuff. I know. You have Instagram accounts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is an interesting story. So this guy, Darius Collier, he was released from prison early, accidentally. He was sentenced to two years in jail back in November of 2018. And then a short time later, he was sentenced to an additional 10 years in prison for a separate crime. So grand total, 12 years. Two different sentences, a two and a 10. When his two-year sentence was done, the Arkansas Department of Corrections released him. They're like, hey, buddy, you're, you're good to go. And he's like... Wait, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Right, so he leaves out of jail. The judge said that the Department of Corrections had no idea of the second sentence. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky. The judge is trying to figure out what to do because in the three years since he was released, three years they figured it out. He has turned his life around and now owns his own business. Come on. He says it's not his fault he was released early, saying if someone was releasing her from prison, I wouldn't argue with them. From ArkansasOnline.com. So just to lay it out for you, there's a guy, gets two sentences, two and ten. After the two, they actually release him. He still has ten years to serve for a crime he did commit. He walks out, was like, whoop, I guess I'm free. Doesn't say anything. Of course not. <laughs> Starts a lot, puts his life on the right track. Now what do you do if you're the judge? Amy? I see that he's rehabilitated, and I'm like, okay, wow, we got lucky with this one. He could have gotten out of jail early and done bad things, but he got out and chose to do good things. So let's call this a win-win for everybody because now we don't have another prisoner to take care of, and he's doing good things. Is it fair that he committed a crime and had to serve no time for it at all? He served a little bit. For the first crime, two Mm -hmm. different crimes. And the other one seems like a whopper if it was 10 years. Yeah. So did he just get the free pass because they messed up? I mean, maybe he starts doing some, uh, he's he's out, but he does like house arrest or community service or something to pay off his time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to send him back. He, re, he, he rehabilitated. Okay. Eddie? Yeah. It's the Department of Corrections, right? So that's what he did. He corrected his life. I think the job is well done. And you can put him on probation, I guess, where he wears the anklet, make sure he doesn't mess up for the next nine years or whatever left he has on a sentence, but yeah, he's done what we're supposed to do with prisoners. He's turned his life around. I think this is good. What do you think? It's easy, guys. People get out for good behavior all the time. Guess what this guy has? Good behavior. You can't send him back because then his business goes bankrupt and everything goes back to crap and his life is over. He has good behavior. You say, good job, dude. Keep being good out there in society. You're almost rewarding him, though, for leaving and not saying anything. No, when I he, get when it. He knew That's okay. That, but no, everyone would have done that. I wouldn't have. Bones. I wouldn't want to get the extra time on the backside of it. For, but you can always out. say, like, I didn't know. I thought maybe it was some paperwork. Thing. Or I had good mm-hmm. behavior. 
Um, this is what I would say. Yeah, he should not have to go back to prison full time. Yeah. The thing is, there's going to be a certain group that wants him to pay his debt because he did whatever crime it was. It was a 10 year crime. Yeah, that, that's, that's not a small crime. I don't know what it was, but whatever he did get 10 years in prison, uh, that seems significant to me because of the amount of years. And Andy, on Andy Griffith's show, sometimes they would put people in just on the weekends. Oh. Oh. And so I would, as a creative judge, I would say, I'm not going to put you back in jail full time. But what I'm going to do is every other weekend, you're going to have to serve time for the next 10 years. Whoa, oh, that's tough. Every no, other that's weekend. Tough. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine? Hey, dude, you want to come to the party next weekend? I can't. That's my jail weekend. I got to go to jail for that weekend. Do you know how relieved the guy would be that not, he doesn't go to oh. prison, just jail? And there's a difference. There is a difference. Yeah, that's still a deal. Every, oh, it's, the, it's a great deal. And he doesn't have to worry that some other judge is going to come in and flip it. I would, If I were the judge, I would say every other weekend, <laughs> you serve for two days at a time. It's almost like the reserves, one week in a month. Yeah, except <laughs> the two, Army Reserves. You do that, and you must complete this program to actually better your community, aside from your job. Because I would, if I were the judge, I want people coming back to me, and the next time I'm running for office, I'm like, you, this prisoner did this, and you let him be free. So I would say, here's what we're going to do, buddy. Good for you. You're an example to many other prisoners. This system is built to rehabilitate you, and it seems like something rehabilitated you. You are not going back to prison for 10 years. But what you are going to do for the next five. Oh, five. I like that. You're going to spend every other weekend in the county jail. And is that because he didn't say that? No, yeah. it's just because he's okay. got to go back for something. Okay. You can't just be free. Yeah, well, both. It's like work paying Amy too much, and they messed up, but they have to get their money back. Right. Yeah. You know? So. All right, Judge. We'll take it. That's what I would say. Heck yeah, I would we'll take, take it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. But good for him. Got his life back together. Living the life. I do not do not think he should go back to prison. That's great. The system is there to re- rehabilitate him, and it seems like he is that way. But that is an interesting story. He was out for like three years or so, it seems, before they wow. saw. Every day, I bet he's nervous, though. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. What's today Looking the day I'm going it. back? Yeah. yeah. He'd probably relieve just have that closure. Every time he sees a cop car? Yeah, he's like, oh, oh boy. this is it. Mm-hmm. That, like, think of how exciting it would be to have that closure, even though it's two weekends a month you're yeah. in the county jail. All right, so I, we solved the case. <laughs> I guess it's a detective. Order. We order settled yeah. the case, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go over and talk to Josh, who lives in Missouri. Josh, we appreciate you calling. What's going on, dude? I'm um, getting married in less than 60 days. And my uh, fiance's mom is also requesting that she get her own special dance, kind of like a father-daughter dance. So her mom also wants a special dance. So I guess a two-part question. One, I wasn't sure how normal that was. And two, um, I don't know if anybody in the studio has like a song suggestion uh, to use. I think it's abnormal that the mom of the bride requests her own spot in the way. That's the abnormal part. It's not the actual dance. I think if you said, hey, I'd like to do a dance with you, the my future mother-in-law, I think, well, that's interesting, but you get your wedding, you get to do whatever you want. But I think it's weird that she put in her own request. Yeah. <laughs> like she was like, oh, I'd like to add a little something. I, at first I was like, well, what's normal? Who cares? It's your day, but then it's not her day. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yes, that's my point. <laughs> it's the yeah. bride's day. Are you close to your fiance's mom? I'd say Gibby gotten pretty close over the last uh, six months or so. Yeah. Are you close enough that you could slow dance with her and not feel awkward? Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a problem uh, with it. Good, good, good. Song it, suggestion? Yeah, and I have one. <laughs> and I'll play it for you in a second. But I just feel like a slow dance, I don't know, I, I, I never really slow dance with my mother-in-law. Is it all right for him to ask her why? Like, just say, why would you like to dance with me? 
Josh, why do you think she wants to dance with you? Um, <laughs> I think it's more about the fact that she um, wants to feel like she's getting recognized, you know, like the dad mm. gets recognized. Got it. And, you know, the moms do most of the work, right? So I guess she feels like she wants some recognition, too. Huh. Okay. I haven't heard of this. Um, okay. Uh, there's only one song that you can play for this because I was, th- I was thinking about it, and it's this one right here. Um, I, I think that it's got to be something that's not lovey-dovey in all reality. And it's hard to find a slow song that isn't love or sad. Okay. That's pretty much two slow song categories. Love, ooh, I love you. Or sad, ooh, I'm so sad. <laughs> Amy, anything? Oh, okay. I just Googled if this is common or not, and people have asked, does the groom dance with the mother-in-law? And while it's not common, it is optional. So clearly this well, is everything's optional. Before. <laughs> you can do it naked if you want. Everything's optional. I know, but the fact that it's even on here is optional means it's like come up before with other people. And I've just never heard of this happening. Did you Google songs to dance to your mom with your mom to? That would have been the better Google, I think. I did. What'd you get? And then that's what came up. All, all I got was mother-son dance songs. So it would be whatever you would dance with your mom with and you just insert mother-in-law. Songs to dance to your mom with. My Wish, Rascal Flats. Ooh. Yeah. My that's Wish what, mm-hmm. for uh, you. That's a good one. I think that's what my husband danced to with his mom. I'll Be There, The Jackson 5. Ooh. It's just a song about support. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, thanks, guys. He's like, whatever. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Amy, well, do you know that song? Yeah, of course. Sing for me. I'll be there. Wow, look at us. Wow. Yeah, here you go. I'll be there. I'll be there. Nailed it. I'll reach out my hand to you. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm trying to... That's good. Just hook. So she calls mother-in-law, yeah, 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 yeah. and she'll be there. All right, Josh, that's it. That, that's what you're going with. Uh, and I'll invoice yeah, you for that this. Yeah, like Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's right. like she's saying, she's singing it to him. No, I thought he's singing to each other. You should sing it to each other. <laughs> All right, Josh, I'm glad we could help. Good luck, buddy. Oh, boy. That's a weird, All right, that's a weird situation. You know, we're talking on the show a few days ago about Advil, and if you could take so much Advil, you, you'd overdose. And the Advil site says no, that you can't actually overdose. You would get sick. But here is Stephanie from Ohio who's talking about that, who's a nurse. I was just listening to your show in regards to the Advil and Tylenol and whether they could be harmful. I am a nurse, and I'm here to tell you they can. If you take too much Advil, it can actually harm your kidneys, and not to mention that it's hard on your stomach lining. And Tylenol, if you take too much Tylenol, it can actually toast your liver faster than anything in the world and is actually one of the most commonly overdosed medications. Um, Thanks. Toasted liver. Yeah. Mm. That's why you shouldn't drink <laughs> alcohol if you've taken Tylenol or yeah. Midol. My question was, could you overdose and die right away? Like immediately. Yes, like when you hear, but no, you can't, but it will mess you up. This yeah. sounds like over time, it'll not be good. Roasted liver. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So get this. A guy in Texas was so sick of telemarketers calling, he started suing them for breaking the law, and he's been suing them for 11 months now, and he's made $75,000 in settlements. What? Is he a lawyer himself? No, he's not. And I was wondering about that because his lawyer fees have to be added up, but maybe he's 
knows how to do it or has a friend. And I ask that because it's something usually only a lawyer would think about because they know the the law intricacies of the law. He's a financial consultant, but he said he doesn't. He's rich then. Okay, that makes (laughs) sense. The thing is, he doesn't have an option to not answer random calls because of the way his work is. So he always has to pick up a call and he has to be put on do not call list, all this stuff. But there's a Federal Telephone Consumer Protection Act and that's what he's filing the suits under. So (laughs) maybe Lunchbox could try it out. You knew he was either a lawyer so he could do it for free or he was rich where it wouldn't even financially hit him if he didn't win. Mm. Now he's just seems like he's rich. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, what else? Okay, so I have the top ways to deal with a partner who snores. People shared all kinds of things that they do. And one of the number one things was they have to record the other person to prove to them that they're actually doing it so that they'll actually be inclined to maybe get some help and want to change the way they sleep. I want to think like back in the 80s, that was harder to do. You had to get the tape player out, <laughs> record, play, pause. <laughs> now we just hit our phone. But old school days, you probably they, they probably never knew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people pinch their partner's nose to make it stop. They yell at them. They kick them. Oh. They just wear earplugs or put on white noise. They go to sleep at a different time. So try to just go to bed before wow, that's the person drastic. that's snoring. Sleep on the sofa. Move to a guest bedroom. Oh, yeah. Or just wake them up. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> or but if you're divorce. kicking that's and pitching. <laughs> yeah. That, if it's really bad, you know, I've known couples to sleep in different rooms yeah. just because for health reasons. If you're not getting good sleep, you're not living a healthy life. So they just have decided, well, mm-hmm. we're just going to sleep in different rooms. Yeah. All right. So there's a poll that asks people what they keep in their house is like a cure-all. Robitussin. 65% of Americans are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got something. Like, I use it for everything. Most popular on the list, petroleum jelly. Uh, (laughs) I don't even think we have that in our house. (laughs) I have Aquaphor, which is very similar, and I must say I do use it for, like, everything. Oh, I know what that is. Kaylin has that, and she'll be like, put this on your lips. Your your lips are cracking. Oh. Skin, lips, fingers, knuckles, all the things. Witch hazel is also another item. You have any of that? I don't know. I don't have that either. Rubbing alcohol and then vapo rub. I feel like peroxide's pretty solid. Yeah. Like if I were making Mount Rushmore things I need in the house, if things go wrong, I would go Robitussin, peroxide, alcohol. Like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, and grab bag. <laughs> and what's that? I can just put anything in there. <laughs> you never know. We never know what you're going to need. You know? Do you keep a first aid kit? Like do you all have one ready to go? I have a first aid drawer. Okay. That's pretty Which good. is mostly we're just throw, uh, prescription pills that we don't use anymore. <laughs> and we go back and we're like, all right, what are we feeling? All right. This one said when we had this, we t-. that's kind of probably not the best thing, <laughs> but that's ours. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Arena McAllister has been an art teacher at this elementary school in Missouri for seven years. She loves art. Well, she's originally from the Ukraine. So the staff members decided to do something special for her and make a garden of love. Without her knowing, they printed out flowers and they printed them blue and yellow for Ukraine and had them put up in the school all over. So when she arrived at school, it was like, hey, we love you. And here's the garden of love. Yeah, I bet she felt really loved. Yeah. Like supported. That's special. Like she's struggling with something that probably no one else around her understood, but what they did understand was that she was struggling and they could help. I don't think you have to actually understand why, like why a person's feeling that way, but just know that they are, and you often feel ways that people don't understand either, and you can help. That's pretty cool. That's a good story. Looks like you're going to say something else. No, it's just, I mean. He's I crying. Know. That's what it is. He's crying. Choked up? No, I'm not. You choked no, up over there, buddy? Guys. 
I'm not choked up that's, over the sunglasses. It's sun okay, glass. though. That's a good story. Yeah, I, crying you know, is good. It, it, it's that's a good touching. story. That's but touching. If you, you guys, need a release. No, listen, guys. Cry. The sunflowers, and it was amazing. Yeah. But you guys saying I'm crying, you're spreading false. I thought false I felt like a, That's why I went back over to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, you're, everybody's in on here thinking I'm crying, and I don't want that reputation. Hey, buddy, take some deep breaths how I get, whenever it's emotional for me. <sighs> well, I'll yeah. give you a hug, too. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Hey, just, you know what? I'm going to say that's what it's all about, and let's all hug it. Let's all hug him. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.